Welcome to this week in Metropolis. Yeah, King P here. And Stelio7. And welcome to another episode of This Week in Metropolis and an exciting one as it's the start of the new season. And if you're watching this, you will notice that you can see us. We are Ta-da. now, we are now in, in view of all of our listeners and viewers now on uh, on YouTube. Um, Exposed to the world. <clears throat> yeah. We are back. We've had a couple of weeks off um, to uh, recuperate, recover, re-energise and batteries. refresh our ideas for what is the masterpiece that is this week in Metropolis. Um, quite a few things have happened in the last couple of weeks. We, we've been talking about it kind of between us, uh, not on the show, um, and lots of things that we'd probably at the time would have spoken about more mm. in, in, in episodes like the the Batman trailer reveal, yeah. which finally came out. Mad to think as well that I believe, I mean, it's probably changed a little bit since then, but when that came out, I think the film was only 30% complete. Um, and it looked like a finished film, to be honest. Looking yeah. at the trailer, it looked amazing. Yeah, it looked incredible. And, I mean, I've only spoken to one person who isn't sure about it. Hmm. Um, however... I also feel that he might be setting his expectations low so that whatever he does see when it comes yeah. out, it kind of makes it a lot better. Um, but everyone else I've spoken to thinks it looks incredible. The casting, yeah. the the dark, gritty feel of it. Um, for me, my personal thoughts are it's the closest thing to a prequel of The Dark Knight that you could actually Definitely. ask for. Because it's got yeah. that same sort of feel. I don't know what you felt. It has, definitely. I I think for me, in, in a way of what you just said, my expectations were so low, and we talked about this before, that we was unsure about you know Robert Pattinson and so on doing it. But watching it, yeah, it, it just captures the the essence of, of the Batman I love, that, that whole, you know, sort of grimy thing. And, yeah. and I think, and, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a thing to be celebrated, but in that trailer, when he's confronted by that gang, and he just goes to town on that guy, doesn't he? Yeah. It's not any sort of, oh, I'm Batman. He yeah. ruins him, doesn't yeah. he? And that's, that's, in a way, what Batman's about. He pushes that. And, and that was one of my favourite scenes in the trailer, actually, because it nearly would have ruined it for me. And I'll tell you for why. When he says, I think someone says, who are you? And yeah. I was just waiting for him to say, I'm Batman. And I thought, if you say that, it's just such a, you know, yeah. we, it's almost like I was expecting him to say, and I thought, oh, it's not going to work. Yeah. And the fact that he said, I'm vengeance. Yeah. I was like, yes, yes, you are. And yeah, I, I thought it was incredible. And and I didn't even realise that Colin Farrell was um, going to be playing the character who becomes the Penguin. Yeah. I don't think he's actually Penguin no, I didn't straight from the off. And as I'm watching the trailer, it wasn't until I read um, kind of a review of it afterwards where it pointed out where he was in it and he was this kind of big, chunky guy driving a car. I wouldn't have mm. even recognised it was him. Um, but you've obviously got the Riddler, who I think is going to be the main villain in this. <clears throat> and and again, a completely different turn on 
the Jim Carrey version that I yeah. always connect with the Riddler. And then Catwoman as well in there. Um, Selena Gomez is her, her actual... I think that's her who's the character yeah. that's going to be rather than as she becomes Catwoman. The only thing that makes me worried about like that sort of thing is... Um, and I've found it with even Dark Knight Rises and I think it was Batman Returns, was it? Or something like that. So many uh, villains. I, I prefer it if it's Batman or whoever plus his you know nemesis whoever it is yeah. rather than oh there's all these all these sort of you know villains hanging around but i, I guess it depends how they fit in I, I think there was rumors that there was going to be even more villains in this really? one but i mean i think from the trailer they've kind of revealed what they're sticking with i think because this story is going to follow closely to more of a detective style story than yeah a superhero vigilante although there's that element to it i think there's going to be a lot more on the investigative side of the sure um story and because it's all around arkham i think you're going to see potential spoilers and and, and easter eggs of of other villains so very interesting and more to come there was apparently and i i've not seen it or managed to solve it yet but there was a riddle in the um in the trailer which um, one of our listeners spoke to me about and he's he's already looked into it and found someone <laughs> that's cracked it online and it's something to do with there was a clip of a letter or a card i think it was the card that was left for batman right and there was like symbols in it and there was a code to that, and people have already worked out what the code is. That's insane. Um, Where would you start in, in uh, terms of doing that? People have got more time than they should. Yes. Although, under current circumstances, haven't we all? <laughs> um, so, yeah, and also linked to this as well, Robert Pattinson supposedly tested positive for yeah. COVID, coronavirus. So, um, so there's been the further delays. Hold, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's been more hold up on that. Um, yeah, and also while we was off, there was some sad news. Obviously, mm-hmm. the uh, passing of Chadwick Boseman, who um, I know him prominently from Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You and I recently watched the film um, Twenty One Bridges, which he was the the, the lead in that. Another great yeah. film. He's done a lot more films that I need to check out, which yeah. are supposed to be kind of. Um, groundbreaking and and a credit to the guy for acting in the films that he you know the avengers movies the black panther movie he was suffering from mm-hmm. um his illness at them times and you wouldn't have known it and yeah. i and i watched an interview he was the one of the more recent films that he done um that was done i think in vietnam or thailand <clears throat> he um he's co-starring that um i can't remember his name um but he was on the news talking about him and he said the the impression he'd always wanted to work with Chadwick Boseman but the impression that he got from working with him was that he was kind of he'd almost um milked the the kind of attention around him and all that and he said it was he said I feel really bad for thinking that because he had people kind of massaging his back in between like shoots and all that And it turns out it was, you know, they were looking after him. going. Yeah, yeah. And he said, he said, and the guy broke down on the news, like talking about it, and you feel for him because you you can form an opinion that quickly. And I think it's um, it's honourable of him to say how he felt and and how he feels now. But other than that, and just how much of a um, top guy, and I've seen loads of people talking about it, but very sad news with that. Um, 
43, no age. Yeah, no. Um, but more positive news, mm. not that I want to step away too quickly from, from that sad news, but something big happened for us while we was off. Mm. That's it. We've got merch. Merch. Um, and if you're watching this, you can see it. Me and Matt are sporting our This Week in Metropolis t-shirts, which you can order from uh, Redbubble. Um, we'll need to get a link on our website, Matt, yeah. for that. So um, That's a very good point, actually. We, we have shared the link, I think, in uh, posts on Instagram and, yep. and have put stuff Facebook, on there. Yeah. T-shirts, mugs and stickers is, yeah. is what's available at the moment. At the moment. More to yeah. come, maybe, in the future. Exactly. Yeah, you can go and find the whole range of colours that you can buy these um, wonderful T-shirts in. But yeah, that was um, that's probably what's happened in the last couple of weeks in Metropolis. But um, what what have you got for us, Matt? Well, this week, well, the the the, the thing that stood out, which has that happened actually in the last twenty four hours since we uh, um, sort of uh, before we started, is McDonald's have uh, released a new celebrity meal. Um, which is Travis Scott has has been sort of uh, associated with this meal, and the, the meal itself is it's a celebrity time, but it's allegedly. I mean, I obviously can't check the the proof of this, um, but it's the the burger that he would order himself um, in the past, which is a quarter pounder with cheese with bacon, lettuce, pickles, ketchup, and mustard in it. Medium fries with barbecue sauce and a Sprite is is the actual meal itself. Um, but the, the the thing I found interesting, I mean, it, it's interesting in itself because it links to what we've spoken about before, like celebrities tying themselves to perfume or, or alcohol and that sort of thing. He's had this endorsement by McDonald's. And, but the last time they did anything like this was in 1992. Um, could you guess who that might be that they would 92. have done? In 92. Um, this person I, my, my, was at the height of their career at this time. Oh, well. I, I would say, excuse my dog, I would say um, Michael Jackson. No, but you got me, the first first name right. Michael. Jordan. Correct, yeah. Oh, I'm pleased I got that in too. So, um, yeah, Michael Jordan had a McJordan burger, apparently, in 1992. I don't know what was in that, but um, but yeah. So it's, it's interesting that, uh, for me, I find it interesting that like Travis Scott, I really like Travis Scott and have sort of followed his music for years and years, but Travis Scott, Michael Jordan, you don't really put them on the same level. And also Travis Scott is, for me, he's not like, um, I don't know, you wouldn't be surprised if One Direction had a burger yeah. or something because they're in, in the sort of, you know, pop culture in, in that sense whereas Travis Scott I see as more underground artist now I find it really interesting that you know he's, he's successful in what he does but for McDonald's to have that deal with him I think that's that's quite cool really. do you think because um, <clears throat> I think we spoke about it before on here but um, if not you and I have definitely spoke about it outside of the show um, the gig that he done on Fortnite yeah um and and just the appeal that he had on that alone yeah and it's again huge. it's it's not something that i would expect is is he i mean i'm not uh i know a few of his songs but i'm not a massive fan of of his um 
but is he more targeted towards a younger audience in that respect? Maybe. I mean, he's done a lot recently. And you saying he, he did a fortnight, you could buy a fortnight skin, so you can play as Travis Scott in the mm. game. Um, he's uh, got a range of um, shoes with Nike that, that have come out recently and are ongoing. I think he did a serial. Um, I can't remember what the serial was, but it was... Yeah, we've been branded as a, a Travis Scott thing that you could buy, and so he, I mean, he's obviously getting the money. He's, you know, he's using his brand as such to to go wild at the moment, and That's good a, on him. But it sounds like he is becoming a bigger brand than maybe we realise. In yeah. the sense that a lot of these, you know, um, well, McDonald's is huge. Fortnite mm. as a game is, and an online platform is huge. Yeah. So, and and all the other things you just mentioned. So maybe. In, certainly in America, maybe he is mm. bigger than we uh, realise. Yeah. Bigger than we realise, say over here in the UK, and yeah. it's only slowly becoming more more apparent. Mm. I guess the funny thing is, as well with this, as you know, leading from us talking about merch, is to celebrate and cash in on this burger. He's got a full range of merch that goes with it, which is. Sort of, oh God, there must be like 15 different T-shirts. There are hoodies. There are shorts. Um, there are trousers. There are doormats. Um, there's a, a McNugget body pillow, if if you fancy it. It looks like a big nugget, basically, like a photorealistic <laughs> yeah, nugget. Yeah, yeah. Um, the thing that makes me laugh about it, though, is he's <laughs> some of the things would actually make you look like you worked at McDonald's. Because there's a brown jacket with... Like it's it's the M, like the, the golden M, yeah. arches on, but it says Cactus Jack, which is sort of his nickname. You can get a baseball cap, you can get brown trousers as well, a brown tie with a burger on and things like that. So you could do this weird sort of dress up as a McDonald's worker, but which slash always, Travis Scott fan. Always wanted to be. Yeah. yeah. I will openly admit I've spent time on eBay looking at McDonald's. Um, merchandise and KFC merchandise, well, which I think we've talked about. Before. I think we have talked about <laughs> before, but I remember you buying the um, the was it Pizza Planet from Toy Story merch. Yeah, I've got a Pizza Planet hoodie, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I remember you getting that. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, some people uh, there's obviously a market for it. At the end of yeah. the day, otherwise they wouldn't they wouldn't necessarily go ahead with these things. But mm. I, I guess they they would, but. Yeah. Well, while we're on the subject of music, and this is a good tie-in, actually, to um, some news that I've noticed over the last week, and it's kind of it's kind of linking to a new segment that we've been talking about. But I won't I won't go into that just yet. But um, there is a twenty-year anniversary album coming out that's being promoted, and um, massive band probably. Do you know, I was thinking about it this morning. It's probably one of my all-time favourites. Definitely top three. So wow. that's saying something. Um, 20 years since... I don't even know if... It was the first album that I definitely had of theirs. They may have had some kind of initial ones before that that kind of weren't as, yeah. as mainstream. But Hybrid Theory by Linkin Really? Park, 20 years. Wow. And insane, they're it? releasing a box set um sounds incredible don't ask me how much it is because i haven't done that much research to tell you how much <laughs> it's going to be and it's not out until next month so not out to october right. but they're, they're plugging it on on twitter and that at the moment 
but it's going to contain five CDs. Wow. Three LPs, um, three DVDs of, of live yeah. um, gigs that they've done, a cassette with all the um, original sort of recordings that they've done, um, an 80-page book, um, and then other posters, artwork, and things like that. Wow. So, yeah, it sounds. I don't know how much they're going to put this all in for. I know two of the set. Obviously, you've got Hybrid um, Theory, the the first album. They've also got Reanimation, which was the mm. remix one, which I thought that actually came out. I thought that was after Meteora, so I'm pretty sure it yeah. had some of the tracks from Meteora mixed on there as well. <clears throat> but um, yeah, incredible. Like, I mean, amazing. it's. I think it's such a shame that Chester, obviously, he, another famous, you know, mm. big name who passed away um, yeah. suddenly, yeah. and um, yeah, it's it's such a shame that they couldn't carry up carry on as a as a complete entity. But yeah. I know that they have still been doing stuff because I um, was listening to a bit of their stuff this morning, and um, there was a track of theirs with. Um, which was them featuring or them working with, is it Steve Ioki? Yeah. You know what I'm on about? The, yeah, he's like a famous DJ, isn't he? Yeah. It's like um, EDM. And, yeah, EDM. and I'm, I'm pretty sure it was just Mike Shinoda doing the vocals. Really? And, and the, the track was, wasn't was what I would associate with Linkin Park, so it's yeah. it's very different. But 20 years, God, doesn't that make you feel old? It, it does make me feel incredibly old. Because um, I remember when that came out, and I remember that it's one of those memories working. I remember working in the shop and having the radio on then, and mm. so they kept playing starts of that. I can't remember what the first single was that came off of that, but it kept Take playing. Yeah, and and keep thinking, wow, this is really good. I was serving customers, thinking, yeah, this is really good. I really like this. Yeah, I, I, I it was definitely it. one of the albums that got me into kind of new metal as it mm. as it was then um and a, a fun funny story that that you will you've never seen you've heard this story because my best oh, man yeah, mentioned it at my wedding say, but, yeah uh the fact that when we were still at school this is when we were listening to this we was in sixth form and i'd actually left but two of my friends mark who's yeah. question mark um and a good friend of mine steve they were doing media in A-level and had to do a music video. And I was very keen to get involved. And we done out of Mark's Nan's Garage. Um, what song did we do? Um, oh, God, I can't even remember what song. Was it Crawling, maybe? I can't even remember what song it was now off the top of my head. But it was it was incredible. <laughs> we're miming. We had um, an electric guitar that weren't plugged in. We had... Um, me and Steve fighting over who was going to do the lead vocals. <laughs> it, it, but, and this is all recorded. I've got a copy of it on, on videotape somewhere. I'll need to dig that out and play it. But it was incredible. Amazing. But we could literally sing, when I say sing, badly, all of them songs word for word. Like, it was just yeah. an amazing... That first album, and Meteor as well, actually, they yeah. were just incredible albums. They're an interesting band because they I've always liked them. Um, but people, uh, some of the people in metal, like that really love metal and whatever, seem a bit more as a pop band. And they, and they uh, for me, they do. They sort of sit on that that balance quite well. And they've got really catchy songs and really catchy hooks. 
they don't really swear or anything in the in the lot of their songs, you know, and it's quite um darker Clean. subjects, but yeah. it is pretty, you know, safe in that regard. And but it's still got that metal sort of yeah. side to it. Um <clears throat> and they came out sort of fairly to the end of, of new metal and you know, sort of you had corn years before it and then you had Limp Biscuit years before it and they'd all had that success and they came really at that tail end of yeah stuff. I remember seeing them on that tour, no hybrid I think I said when we was talking about the gigs. Um to saw the Deftones, which at the time the band that me and my friend absolutely loved. And uh Lincoln Park supported them. How uh, huge is that though for them? Yeah. In their earlier days to be uh, supporting as, as far as I'm aware, that was their first gig in the in the UK. Wow! And I remember, yeah, seeing it and, think, and like having heard their stuff and thinking, oh, cool, it's them. Were they good live? They, they were, but it was the, unfortunately the London Arena had awful sound, and so it was they were good, but it's just the sound was terrible in, yeah. in that I've place. Seen, I've, I've seen clips of them live, and one of their albums actually was like a Texas live album, um, which I've got somewhere. Um, and and it sounds incredible, but again, being there is completely different. Yeah. Even still, just to listening to a DVD or whatever. I did see him in, and, and again, I think this was in my top five. Um, I saw him later on in 2010, maybe no, probably a little bit of 2008, maybe. Um, when they did a thing at Milton Keynes, and yeah, absolutely faultless, amazing, absolutely amazing band to see live. But yeah. It's good. It, it does. You're right. Though, it does make me feel old. Uh, unfortunately, I'm now of the age where a lot of my albums that are sort of the ones that informed my musical tastes uh, are now 30 years old. Mm. And yeah, sort of. But they're the ones that are, I mean, I, I find it really difficult to listen to newer music now. I, I think times have changed anyway and we're in a different time for music with regards to what's more popular and so forth i know you can still find your genre of music that you like but i still find myself listening to all the old stuff and i'll incorporate maybe a new artist here or there but i know i know you're pretty good at listening to and discovering new stuff because a lot of it you said to me but um (laughs) it's still it's still my go-to is is linkin park is um limp biscuit and and things like that But the, the weird thing I find now is I can now, and I think Spotify is thanks to Spotify, is I can discover, I'm the same, but I'm sort of mainly, I was big into Nirvana and Smashing Pumpkins and that, that sort of early 90s alternative rock. Um, thanks to Spotify, I am now discovering bands that are out at that time that I never listened to because at the time you had to buy a CD and like yeah. for, to spend 15 quid <coughs> on that CD was a big thing if you're a teenager so you didn't have that many unless you made tape something for you but now it'll come up i'll sort of listen to an album and it will then carry on playing and it plays similar stuff and stuff comes up and i think wow who's this i've never heard this before i really like this and then discover a band that i then google and find out was probably quite successful at the time but just weren't mm-hmm. weren't on my radar amazing yeah. but so, even, yeah, even even things like that i'm not you you've mentioned a band there, Smashing Pumpkins. Not one I, I knew of them, but they were probably a little I'd, a little bit before your a little time, bit before my time. Yeah. But again, even now, having all their back catalogue to, mm. to listen to on on these music platforms is 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 awesome because if you do yeah. find one that you like, 
like like them for example mm. it's it's like discovering new music but it's it's old, but old it's weird yeah, yeah. yeah which is really crazy isn't it yeah. and the band like smashing pumpkins sold millions they were huge huge band but now you know is relatively obscure because yeah. they haven't continued to do stuff well they still release albums but it's not and just for the viewers Oscar. watching, you can confirm you're not related to Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan, no, but I do um, try and fashion my um, baldness. Your, your look. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what's it time now for, Matt? Well, it's now time for a new section um, that, that James um, came up with, um, which is our chance to, to do a review for you, um, but what we like to do is do a review, but do it as, um, what we'd say, efficiently as possible, let's say. So, um, yep, it's now time for... We do things that you don't have to. Really short reviews. In the Dark Knight 2008, Mysterious Clown destroys the city whilst cosplaying billionaire befriends his childhood sweetheart's new boyfriend. I'd give that 10 out of 10. We do things that you don't have to. Really short reviews. Well, talking of old stuff, um, we finished off season three talking about a film that you'd watched again for the first yeah. time in, in quite some time, The Karate Kid. And I've now since, in the time off, I've watched two and three. So, um, yeah. well up to date. And, and I've actually seen... They've got the first one on Netflix at the moment, so I am tempted to rewatch that after our conversation. Yeah, I think I saw them on Amazon Prime. Mm. I watched them all, all on there. But there's something linked to this that I'd seen on, uh, and again, again, I want to say that's on Netflix. Again, I'm pretty sure it is, called Cobra Kai. Mm. Um, and I'll tell you where I'd kept seeing it pop up as well on YouTube, just as an advert, I think. And. Um, I linked it with Karate Kids, but I assumed it was some, you know, spin-off and new version. Put it to one side, don't yeah. even worry about it. And it wasn't until today I saw a clip from um, Jimmy Fallon's chat show. And um, they had on there Ralph... How am I pronouncing his Macchio. name? Ralph Macchio. And I'm, I'm looking at him, and they're talking about Cobra Kai, and I'm looking at him going, that can't be Daniel from... Fink yeah. And lo and behold, it is Daniel. He is the lead in Cobra Kai, or one of the main characters at least. They've also got William Zabka, who was Johnny Johnny Lawrence, who was the, the blonde his, guy. Yeah, the blonde guy yeah. who was his kind of nemesis in the yeah. Karate Kid. He's in it, like, and they're both. So he set up Cobra Kai, and Daniel has set up. He's it's called Miyagi something or other. Yeah, and now I watched a trailer of it. I think it's mad. He still looks really young, but it turns out he's fifty-eight now. Well, he's sixty. Do you know what? This is something that we can't believe in in my house when we was talking about Karate Kid. When in the first Karate Kid, I think he's meant to be in high school. Yeah, and he looks really young, really, really young. Really young. He was twenty-two when what? he did that. Yeah, exactly. And it's ridiculous. You look and you think you can't be twenty-two, but he was. What is he yeah. using? Yeah. <laughs> he must have been drinking something. But anyway, yeah. So now I'm kind of like, oh, I feel like I need to watch this because it's got really good reviews. I think there's already been a season or two. I don't know what season they're in, but he was on there promoting the next series of it. Yeah. So I'm really intrigued to know where they go with it because mm. yeah, it was 
like we talked about um, at the end of last series, such a good film. Like all of the yeah. ones that he was in um, were incredible. Mm. Have you seen any? Have you seen any of the clips from Cobra Kai? No, I haven't yet. I was. But, uh, but you heard about it? Yeah, I was reading an interview with um, uh, Ralph Macchio on on a newspaper when they were interviewing him about it and and mm. doing Cobra Kai and and stuff like that. Um, which was how I heard of it. But I think, wasn't it? I'm sure I'm right in saying it was a YouTube original or something. I think, I think they, they did the I first series. Yeah. Um, which is where that sort of originally came from. But yeah. But it's really funny watching him as Ralph Macchio talking because yeah. I'm expecting him to have like this Brooklyn sort of, I, I don't know if that's where he was from originally. Um, character, I but, think he was but, Jersey or somewhere right, like that. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. it, yeah. And and he kind of has like quite a strong like accent. I don't want to try and do an impression because it'll be really <laughs> bad. But when he's talking normally, he's, it, it's completely different. And I wonder yeah. what sort of accent he'll use when he's when he's in this. Whether he's sound, it's almost like a bit of a twang to it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> yeah. So I'm definitely going to check that out, and I'll um, report back to you on whether definitely. it's any good on the show. Um, I think it's nice when they do those sort of things, but they do it well. Yeah. You know, there's so much scope for that sort of stuff. And I think people, like like us talking about music and us wanting to get listened to old music and that, there's still that desire for these things and these brands and like the nostalgia behind them. Yeah. Why shouldn't it work? And, you know, passing it on as such. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Well, not linked. at all to uh, to anything we've just, <laughs> we've just talked about, but it is linked to environment, which we was talking about, and you got in a load of trouble about earlier, yes, or in in the last episode or previous episode. Um, and for me, I, I don't quite know how I feel about this particular article, so I'm interested to get your perspective on it. Lewis Hamilton, Formula One racing driver, world champion, however many times, amazing um, sort of sportsman. Um, who happens to compete in one of the most unenvironmentally friendly sports ever, you know, as such because of the pollution and, and so on that that, that thing called uh, Formula One courses, has, has done a very good thing. Don't get me wrong. He has um, launched his own team, um, which will complete, compete in the Extreme E off-road racing series. It's not anything I've heard of before. It's apparently a thing that that happens. Um, And what they do is drive electric monster trucks, like these huge or big Jeep things, off-road and and race them. Um, But the environmental, not only in fact they're completely electric, so therefore much more environmentally friendly, they race through regions that are at risk to climate change. So um, they'll drive through glaciers, rainforests, deserts, um, and so on. The weird thing is, though, is it says they do it in these areas that are at risk to help try and preserve their delicate ecosystems. So I don't quite know how that fits. Yeah, fair enough, you, you're getting awareness. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm just going to drive my big truck through this rainforest. You know, surely that is a good thing. And crush everything in its path. Yeah. I don't yeah. quite know how, how that works. It's a good idea. but <clears throat> I mean, I there's already Formula E. Yeah, that's it. So, I mean... But that, I guess that's more Formula One, isn't it? But It's electric. Formula One with electric cars. I feel like he's just trying to find a bit of a loop. That 
I, I get the intentions, but I don't see the purpose because, yeah, with you. You, you know, like, like I say, like his thing is Formula One racing. Yeah. So unless he wanted to set up a, his own team for Formula E, which to me would make more sense. Yeah. He's, he's doing something which, unless it's bringing, I'd probably need to look into this more and I'm, I'm not saying you haven't, but you haven't. But, I uh, haven't <laughs> and I'm passing judgment. No, but it's, it, I just I'm trying to work out what the what the point of it is. If it's yeah. raising awareness, what is it doing? Because you're just you're just going to these locations. To I I'm, I get it that you wouldn't want to go there and pollute it more, so you're going to destroy it. But surely don't go there. That's you know what I mean to preserve like, it. Yeah, and they're going to a delicate ecosystem, taking this massive truck. Probably got all these other trucks that have to turn up to support that one massive truck. And they're flying there and they're doing all this stuff. And you think, well, isn't it better not to do that yeah. and raise awareness? And one other positive thing, and his quote is, "Extremely really appealed to me because it's an environmental focus. It means so much that I have that I can use my love of racing together with my love of our planet to have a positive impact." And their, their team will be built around sustainability and equality, apparently. Mm. But he's not driving at all. He's, but I think he's just financing it as such. And he's he's been the ambassador, up. the face. Um, but apparently, um, they'll commit something Formula E has committed to as well, which is an interesting thing. That there will be two drivers, one female, one male, uh, is, is the rule as well um, for it, which is an interesting thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't know. It seems um, seems a bit like what we was talking before, where you like you have a good idea, but you know it doesn't quite apply to. Yeah, to there needs to be a bit more substance yeah. to it in what the place in in this example. Yeah. What, what the are benefits? They, yeah, what are the what's the benefit to the rainforest or these kind of glacier regions? Yeah, because surely there's still there's there's still an element of destruction to it as well mm. if you're in a big old monster truck thing that's yeah. what I, I mean this is what i'm thinking off-road monster truck. yeah just that there needs to be a bit more to it than that i think we've killed 50 monkeys you know through driving yeah, yeah. through this space we've right. just had to tear down some of this rainforest to make to the, track. the track <laughs> that's what i mean like what so is there a track there that no one's using or they just then it's fine but why is it there in the first place nonsense yeah well once you say formula e reminds me of something that happened it's probably about six months ago now um they because of um sort of coronavirus and lockdown and that they had to remotely um drive these cars mm -hmm. there's something that they could like the drivers could be at home almost and i don't know if they had like a proper wheel set up and that and were driving them remotely but one of the drivers got caught out because he hired an an esports guy, basically someone who played video games for for a living, to do it for him, because it was you know basically what this guy did, and he yeah. knew the track really well. So yeah, he did it did it for him. I don't know whether he got suspended or or, or kicked out or whatever, but well, the idea was good, but um, exactly once he got caught out, it wasn't wasn't so great. <laughs> um. <to> <coughs> related again um but i think this is an example of um it's, it's something very environmentally um uh, sort of aware but also something that i think as a consumer 
there's a certain veil of mystery over certain products and you look at something and you think you just yeah i don't know you look at your phone you don't have to know how it works but you you're pretty confident that what you pay for it and there's a lot of technology in that and it's sort of justifying it in some way what has happened sort of over the last week and it's, a, it's a guy that i follow on um twitter um which i think his his name's pronounced foon is f-o-o-n-e um on his web, on his Twitter feed, he posts loads of stuff where basically you'll buy a, buy a children's toy or an old computer or whatever and break it down and work out how it works and sort of maybe mod it and play around with it. Half the stuff he does, I've got no idea. You know, he's way above my level of intelligence, but I find it really interesting seeing him doing this stuff. He um, took apart a digital pregnancy test, which, you know, when you, if anyone's ever in the situation... Used. Not used, no, it's a new one out of the packet. Um, and if you've ever bought one, you know you can buy the cheap ones, which are, you know, show up a little line after you've weed on it, or an expensive one, which has a little readout, it has a screen and it tells you, yeah, you're pregnant, whatever, not all of that stuff. So he took apart one of the digital ones, and it turns out that you've got all these components on the screen and the, and the processor. It's got a processor, the equivalent to the original IBM PC, which came out in the 80s. It's the equivalent to one of those that's in it. But all that does, you've still got the same bit of paper, and you've still got the same bit of paper and the same stripe on it. The machine on the, the circuit in it is just a sensor that reads whether there's a line on it or not, and then puts a word on the screen. Up. That's it. So it's, it's, using, it's using a bit of tech to tell you what you would have found to out. To tell if you what you would have seen one. with your own eyes yeah. if you'd bought the cheaper one. Amazing. And you pay probably four I times the amount. Yeah. much for yeah, it. Yeah, more, exactly. yeah. But then you put it in the bin. So you, yeah. you're putting the equivalent of a you know, PC 30 Maybe years PC, ago yeah. in a bin. It's insane, isn't it? It's crazy. It's crazy. But that doesn't surprise me because yeah. I kind of think... Well, how else are they? What what is a well? Technologies, you know, come on leaps and bounds mm. since their initial pregnancy well, tests. You know but... what? The original pregnant. The interesting thing that came from this thread on Twitter as well. The original pregnancy test that people used to do, and I think it was maybe in the forties or fifties or something like that. I don't know the exact thing. No, it's better, right? What you, they did was had African frogs. It was this particular breed of African frog. And if you injected the urine into its leg, if you were pregnant, the frog would lay eggs. If it, <laughs> it wouldn't lay eggs. I'm not even making that up. That's a well, thing. This sounds like something off of um, the Ricky Gervais show that Carl Pilkington would come yeah. out with about animal-related news. I mean, yeah. that sounds bizarre. That what, what, so, what, when, when did this happen? Um, I need to find this out, but, uh, but I can't remember the exact era um, it happened. But hopefully, my mum and dad didn't need to. Uh, no, check I think it was in the in the eighties. Before that, nineteen um, thirties. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know when they did it up until, but um, yeah, tens of thousands of frogs were infused with human urine between the forties and the sixties, apparently. That's mental. Yes. I mean, we've come a long way. To, yeah, we have come a very long way. I don't think I'd want to be um, injecting any frogs. 
did they did you have to do this yourself i mean at what no, point they as well? did it so you would go to the doctors and provide right. your urine sample and they go yeah no problem we'll, we'll have a look thinking there was some man in a lab but no it's just some bloke with a load of frogs i mean but... i was gonna say i mean if you've got to wait around until a frog's in your back garden i mean you're, you're really <laughs> clutching at straws to find out whether you're pregnant or not yeah. that's bizarre it is. And also a good way of ending this week's show, I think, on a strange, strange, yeah. Think about that, listeners. Just yeah. think about that and we'll um, maybe we'll touch upon it another time. Um, See what uh, other animals uh, <laughs> help us in their day-to-day maybe, needs. Maybe, yeah, I've got two sausage dogs. Let's see what they can do. <laughs> what can um, they tell me? Yeah, so, well, that has been um, our first episode back for season four. Um, You can find all our links to the show on social media and on our website, uh, thisweekinmetropolis.com. And also, we're going to try and get the the merch stuff added up on there as well. Definitely, and uh, what I was going to say, we're constantly sort of expanding our reach and trying out sharing these episodes with lots of different ways. Um, we do put the clips on Instagram and on IGTV, which uh, we can see loads of people are listening to, which is fantastic. Um, we've got the YouTube page, which now we are doing video full time. All of the, the video of us talking will be on there. Um, but we also do have a second YouTube um, channel, which will be just the sections of of chat that we have about a particular subject. So you can... If you want to listen to a particular thing again, if you want to listen to us talking about frogs and urine again, which will be a popular one, you can listen to that one just by itself, uh, sort of edited for you. And that's on Twin Bites. Twin Bites on YouTube, which again we'll put in the link below. Um, uh, it's also, if you subscribe to our YouTube account, it's on the friends list on the right hand side as well. Yeah. And just finally, um, a shout out again to Out of the Blank podcast. Um, me and Matt were both on there um, on a episode last week, so that should be mm. coming out this week sometime. Um, but you was also on an episode as well um, yep. while we was away. Doing so, our time off. So, yeah, yeah, so if you get a chance, give them a, a check out as well because um, Robbie's got a great show over there as well. So um, check that out, Out of the Blank podcast. But for now, that's the end of episode one of season four. And um, hope you enjoy it. And we will speak to you again next week. Goodbye.